the phenomenal Football Friday edition of You Better You Bet rolls on. Nick Costos, Ken Barkley, and you here on the BetQL Network. Uh, I got to tell you something, man. I'd like to invite like Rod Gilmore over my house for dinner. <laughs> Just, yeah. like, what, a, what a guy. What a guy, man. Just the absolute best. Really thoughtful analysis. I feel, I feel like he's probably been asked like 50 times this week, like who do you think is going to win the national championship? And, and all of those conversations, he's like, you know, I'm going to keep this one to myself. And then with us, he's like, you know what? Give me you know Washington. What? <laughs> Screw it. I love Washington. <laughs> <laughs> Biggest bet of the season. Rod Go Huskies. Stop, just saying. <laughs> just saying. If, if he had done that, I mean, that would have been amazing. Um, our pal Brad Evans will stop by, our stadium teammate from Live on the Lime. Coming up in 20 minutes, Brad will give us prop bets for Week 18 in the National Football League. Uh, Power Hour Final Hour featuring not only our bets for tonight, I, I feel like I got some good ones coming up for tonight in the NBA. Abbreviated slate uh, on the ice. I, I, I got some stuff rolling here. A hashtag on the ice. I'm guessing, I'm guessing we'll be on the, at least one bet tonight together in the National Hockey League. Please, please don't. Are you, are you on Anaheim tonight? I, I don't know if I'm going to bet them, but I would never bet the other side in that game. I... I can't tell you how much I don't want to get in front of this the Winnipeg wagon that's currently taking Whoa, place it, in, the, in the NHL. Do, do we know who's do we know who's starting it's, for Winnipeg? It's second not Hellebuck. Hellebuck played last night. Uh, Rick, yes, I don't know how to pronounce Rick Bonus. Is that you pronounce his name? Maybe B O W N E S S. That's Winnipeg's coach. I, what, yeah, Bonus. I think it's I think Bonus would be how you pronounce it. He's coached a couple other teams. Um, yeah. Also, like when you when you search for him in social media, kind of like bizarre historical stuff comes up for him. Uh, yeah, the the backup like Brassois, however. I pronounced that guy's name. Oh, it was like the, great name. the third Laurent, goalie for the Laurent, Abs or whatever. The last Laurent year. Laurent Brossois. Love it. Mahal. Yes, he he will be starting uh, at at Anaheim, which is not French or Canadian or anything. So so it's it's the backup. But like for people who don't know, and like I totally get it. If you don't know, I wouldn't know unless we followed hockey as closely. Winnipeg's like the best team in hockey right now. It's actually not even close. They're the best team in hockey right now. They have a legit chance to win the President's Trophy, which is completely ridiculous. Uh I my one my banana tonight. Uh no, I like a. Uh... Like the, the, you don't you don't want to bet like the over in the Devils game. That's like your that's like your bet, like your signature oh, yeah. hockey bet. Well, but I, like how you tend to like look at a board is, I feel like you like look for these spots to play like big prices. Your NBA strategy the last week has been like these dogs of like you know ten point dog the Charlotte Hornets last five games basically. Uh, so when you said that you liked a couple things, my first thought is. Okay, like what hockey underdog that seems realistic is he interested in tonight? No, Devils overs. By the way, did that game end four three the other night? The one that I said this game's going to end four three. I think it ended four. Yes, I think it did end four yeah. three. It was definitely four three in the third, and I don't think I ever. I'm checking right now. I don't think I ever double checked. No, it ended six three. Had some had some empty netters. <laughs> that was unfortunate. But I, um, I love the over in this game tonight. Like like yeah. like the Blackhawks are starting like a curtain jerk and jabroni tonight at goal in net. Soderblom? Is that the guy's name? I was trying to look for it. Whatever. I don't know. Vanacek, which is whatever. Yeah, like a, a six and a half for the Devils is always, that's always going to be an over. Their average score is just like 4-3. That's their average score of their game. And the market's like, if it's 4-3, you win. So I'll, I'll click I'll click that button. That sounds good. Yeah, indeed. Indeed, we will. So we'll give you our bets for tonight and all our NFL uh, side and total bets for the weekend. We'll give you the Prop King as well, coming up for tomorrow's slate of games, the abbreviated two-game slate on Saturday in the National Football League as we move along. We will take your uh, favorite football bets for the weekend off YouTube and Twitch in a moment. We'll also hit Comeback Player of the Year in a moment. But 
you know, holiday season might have come and gone. But uh, you said, I'm trying to think of like what's what's my pitch now for people like to buy you. Uh, better, like better if you what about if you didn't get what you wanted, if you didn't get what you wanted for the holidays, yeah. Listen, maybe like maybe like you're a real turd as a human being, and uh, you know people didn't get you any gifts because they don't like you. That's okay. You can treat yourself with winnings, hopefully. From Kevin Stefanski, coach of the year. Hopefully the Bills get the job done for us on Sunday night. Onward Michigan. and et cetera here. Yeah. Mi- Mi- Michigan. Michigan on Monday night. And you can uh, treat yourself. And maybe, you know what? Maybe like your your partner is a sports better, loves you better, you bet. Valentine's Day just around the corner. No more, no more romantic present to set the heart aflutter than a t-shirt that says, don't be a slap. You better you bet shop.com to browse designs like you better you bet after dark, final hour, power hour, prop king, choose your capper, and more. Long sleeve t shirts, short sleeve t shirts, hoodies, hats, and more. You better you bet shop.com. That website, you better you bet shop.com. Did I mention the website is you better you bet shop.com? Uh, by the way, in all seriousness, that website is you better you bet shop.com. All right, we'll get to your bets for the weekend on YouTube and Twitch in a moment. But, Ken, let's close off the award conversation. Jake, bring the music up one last time here. Well, was this the last time this season? Yeah. It's kind of sad. Yeah. I guess sad. I guess we cool. could do it next week just for, like, a segment to be like, what now that it's done, just, like, what do you think? Like, what's your best guess for what's, how it's going to play? Maybe sure. we do that next week. And then we'll uh, and then we'll start doing NBA and, like, and hockey and baseball. And it's going to be really great, you know, because there's no off season. Except for after my kid's born, then I'm gonna have an off season coming up. And like July, and then the summer, and July, and July will also be our off season. Uh, Come back, play. Yes. See you later, suckers. See See August (laughs) twentieth. And and Jake wants to talk college baseball really badly, and we will give him that opportunity at some point in the near future. Damar Hamlin is the same song. I'm gonna miss these segments. We're really going to miss these. I, I, I'll tell you what. I, if Hamlin wins, I won't. I'll be like, I'm happy they're long gone. Uh, Hamlin minus 350. Joe Flacco plus 260. Baker Mayfield 15 to 1. Uh, comeback player of the year. We gonna we going to be... Uh, we, <laughs> some men just want to watch the world burn. I don't even know if this is... I don't even know why this is funny, but it is. Uh, yeah, I, I actually feel like I have a really good idea of where we're at right now. I won't really go into a lot more detail. I think I have a really good idea of where we're at right now. Uh, my best guess, my best guess, take this for what it's worth. Based on who wins, you may not think it's worth a whole hell of a lot. We'll see. Uh, my best guess for how this is going to play out is uh, there are 50 voters uh, for the NFL awards. My best projection right now for how many votes I think Hamlin's going to get is something like 20. That would be my best guess for how many votes. I think he's going to get plus or, I mean, you know, like I don't have all 50 votes, whatever. I don't I don't know exactly how it's going to play out. I don't think he's going to get a majority. Uh, I think he'll get a plurality and can definitely still win. He is the most likely player to win. There's no question about that. Um, the path to him losing would most likely look something like this. Uh, he is not going to play this weekend. He's going to be inactive again. Uh, Flacco's not playing. Baker Mayfield is going to play against the Panthers. And kind of has the opportunity to own a really large part of the news cycle coming out of this weekend. Bill's Dolphins will occupy a lot of space as part of that conversation as well. But like the Bucks winning the division would be a big deal, like in the context of Week 18 NFL. Um, if Mayfield plays, dealing with a rib injury, like this is actually a pretty remarkable setup for 
like sort of a heroic performance. I know it's the Panthers, but like who cares the way voters think? If they beat Carolina and he's hurt and like balls out and plays really well and they win, um, he'll get a pop for this award to some degree. And I'm pretty convinced that there's like a, a pocket of voters that are not interested in voting for DeMar Hamlin and are on the record saying so publicly and have not said who they're going to vote for yet. And I think we need, and this is, this will give you an idea. Like things are a little, things are pretty dire right now. Like Hamlin's ahead. Hamlin is projected to win. Uh, the way that changes is Mayfield kills it. And the undecided, but not Hamlin group unifies behind one candidate. That's how this plays out. Uh, my opinion, based on what I've seen is that Flacco is not going to win the award. If you are being given the opportunity right now to cash out a Joe Flacco comeback player of the year bet, if you bet 200 to one and it's even money and you're getting a cash out option from a book, my advice is to click the button as fast as humanly possible. That's my advice. Not that he can't win, just that things are shaping up very badly for him, like based on the the uh, information that's been made public right now. Uh, and I would say about half of the voters have given some kind of indication publicly of where they're going with this. So I think the way it's going to play out is I think I actually feel pretty good about Hamlin's number. The first digit's probably a two and probably a low two. I don't think he's going to get a majority. Can there be a unified candidate? This is the problem we talked about last week, where if half the people vote Flacco and half the people vote Mayfield, but a majority of voters don't want to vote Hamlin, Hamlin still wins in that situation. It's like the biggest strength that he has is that his, his base, think about it like an election, his base is incredibly strong. They're not deviating. They're all him and everyone else is kind of floating. And there's, you know, there's a vote for Tua and there's a vote for somebody else and whatever. Can it all be unified behind one player? The only way that happens, I think, now from this point forward is it has to be Mayfield and he has to win. Flacco's not doing anything else. And I don't think it was enough. Uh, just my opinion. I can be wrong. I haven't seen, I don't have the ballots. They're not filled out yet. Haven't even heard more than half the voters speak publicly about it. Um, but that's my sense of where we're at right now. So if you hear that, it would explain why when Hamlin was even money minus 120 that he got bet out a little bit because the the evidence that we have is that he's ahead and he's probably ahead by multiple votes based on what's been made public and there's still about half that haven't been made public. That's kind of where we're at right now. So there is a margin of error, like Hamlin doesn't have to win. He's not guaranteed of winning based on what's available right now uh, or even close. And I've seen a lot. Um, so, you know, that's kind of where we're at. He's ahead but not all precincts have reported, I guess would be the right way to think about it. And I do think that there are some votes, and I know this for a fact, there's, I just don't know what the number is. I'll say something between three and eight, uh, where it's not Hamlin, but we don't know. And if not Hamlin, but we don't know, turns into a couple for Tua and a couple for Brock Purdy and a couple for Lamar Jackson and whatever, Stafford, then that doesn't really mean a whole lot. But if Mayfield wins, and it's actually, we're all going to vote for Baker Mayfield. This is an incredible story. We're in. Just like, whatever, 36 people or whatever it was voted for Geno Smith last year. Uh, that's the path to Hamlin not winning the award. So your finalists are known. Your finalists are going to be Flacco, Mayfield, and, and Hamlin. That'll be announced. Doesn't really mean anything in terms of who wins. They'll be the three highest point getters. Um, but in terms of number of firsts and how it plays out, Hamlin, I'm sort of resigned to the facts. Hamlin's definitely the most likely player to win. I would probably not bet the market, but the bet would be Mayfield. And the bet would be like that he wins and that gives him enough of a bump to sort of win over all of the non-Hamlin votes. Uh, and I think that's the most likely path to victory. I can be wrong, like there's stuff I don't know, but just everything I read, that's kind of my view of where we're at right now. I'm very, I'm like, I'm very sad. We that almost got there. Sad. We almost got there. Think about six weeks ago, we had no chance. No chance. <sighs> 
Okay. Like, guessing. Baker goes for 303 on Sunday. Bucks win the NFC South. Like, runs off the field. Like, hates Carolina. No, he hates the Panthers for sure. <laughs> hates Carolina. I, like I mean, he does. to be a part of it. <laughs> well, I mean, well, like, well, because I think that's going to be part of it because I, I, when I did Baldy's show, and then we, Will yeah, and I was, had Baldy on yesterday while you were out, and I did Baldy's show. Because, no, because he, because he's, because Baldy's, like, tight with Baker. And he was right. saying that, like, this is big-time personal for Baker in this game, like, against Carolina. I think that's going to get woven into the narrative. Like, what's Good. your guess? So, like, B Baker balls out. Bucks NFC South champion. Who wins? I mean, my, my honest answer is I think it's insanely close if that happens. That's my honest answer. I know you want, like, a want like a one-name prediction because that's better for content. Yeah, I mean, yeah. But, like, if you're, no, I mean, if like, you're holding the, the tickets. Whatever the answer is. But, like, if you're holding those tickets and that's my answer, you based on everything else that's out there, you should feel elated that that's the answer, that there's even a chance that someone gets it. I think it's funny because I think the, the part of this answer that will be the most surprising to people is not that Hamlin is ahead. I don't think that's really surprising to a lot of people at all. It was always possible. We talked about it every week on the show. But I think the surprising part to people is that there's a big Flacco like narrative in the public. And so far that's just not reflected in who people are voting for. It's just not, sorry. Like just, I, I wish it was, trust me, trust me. <laughs> like I wish it was just, and again, I don't have all the votes. Like I, we can't get in the mind of every voter. Voters can change their minds also, which we always have to bring up and they do sometimes. That's actually what we're counting on with Mayfield. Um, I don't see the Flacco bump in the voting like I do the way the casual person talks about the award. I don't see it at all. Uh, I actually see much more Mayfield than what I was expecting based on the difference between Flacco and Mayfield that we maybe thought a couple weeks ago. And I think that's interesting, maybe more than that, like Hamlin's ahead by some amount. Um, so again, everybody can change their mind. No one has filled out the ballot yet. Just that's the sense I get of where we're at right now. If you had, like, if I had asked, like, when I asked you that question, if you had said, like, Hamlin, I would have, like, wanted to jump at you like that, like that crazy, like, criminal in Vegas did at the judge <laughs> yeah, earlier yeah, this so, week. Which is, I saw someone, the best comparison I saw, it's, uh, it's like in the Muppet show when one of the Muppets, like, Miss Piggy would tackle Kermit. That's, like, the best one I saw. <laughs> just, like, <laughs> like, the limbs are just flailing, like, ah, the limbs are just flailing everywhere. It's really funny. I, I enjoy being in, like, my own bubble and, like, in the bubble or, like, I, sane people sure people that are not crazy like non-crazy people try to like insulate yourself from from all the non-crazy people um all right so look you're you know youtube and twitch we will we will get to it and we will make sure yeah, we get to one. all of the Sorry. all of the bets no but look like i mean we've been doing it all season oh, by, by the way it's like time for the season finale actually you know what <laughs> yeah. here's your cliffhanger there is no season finale we're just not going to talk about it we have to do it uh on the other side we'll give you prop bets for week 18 from our pal brad evans and then we'll spend we will get to all of the submissions here on youtube and twitch and then we'll give you all our bets for tonight uh great last hour and 40 minutes of you better you bet coming up on this friday welcome back to you better you bet brought to you by bet mgm with nick costos and ken barkley on the bet ql network we will get to all your bets from youtube and twitch coming up 20 minutes from now and we'll extend it into the power hour since we went uh we went long on the award stuff but i mean it's it's necessary because this is the last chance we get to talk about them before you know the games get played uh final week of the regular season here in the national football league so last chance send in those bets for the weekend for professional football youtube and twitch we will talk about them coming up next segment on the show and next hour on the show the final hour you know the power hour 
We'll give you all our bets for tonight, NBA, NHL. We'll give you some college hoops as well, plus uh, size and totals. Week 18 in the National Football League and the Prop King plays coming up for Saturday. But joining us right now, giving us his prop plays for Week 18 in the National Football League, is our stadium teammate. You can watch him here on Stadium, noon Eastern on weekdays on Live on the Line, sports betting television show. Also host of the Fade 5 podcast, the sports betting podcast. And that's our friend Brad Evans, who is on Twitter, at Noisy Huevos, joins us here on the show. Brad, it's Nick and Ken. Happy New Year to you and yours. How's it going? Hola, amigo. Happy New Year, gentlemen, and uh, indeed, hola amigo to you. Uh, there's going to be tequila flowing a casa de Evans tonight because I'm a nervous Nelly right now. My ILL going to West Lafayette and a rowdy and raucous Mackey Arena to go up against Zach Eady and Purdue. I can't wait for that game at tip. Yeah, Brad, we actually we had somebody come on earlier in the show, give out a bet on that game. And correct me if I'm wrong, so Terrence Shannon's one of Illinois' best players. This will be the second yep. game without him due to injury, something like that. Uh, Jake, Jake follows Illinois, so he was third game, excuse yep. me. And they beat Northwestern yep. pretty handily, I think, in their last game without him. So kind of like an interesting yep. setup. The spread is Purdue 10, 10 and a half, something like that. Do you have do you have a thought, putting your fandom to the side for the second? If you, if you can, 10, the point spread, Purdue I always think about Purdue as just like they win by 50 at home in every home game that they play. It just seems like unstoppable. Probably why the point spread's so big. Do you have a thought on the game? A total 151 and a half as well. Yeah, look, uh, I think Illinois got to cover. Uh, you know, I took them plus 10 and a half. I uh, did a little diversion on my way home from Chicago to get back to Champaign and uh, went through Indiana so I could place that wager uh, hitting off a tower and making that wager on my pet MGM app. Uh, so thank you uh, for having that uh, technology boost. Uh, they are at my disposal. But Illinois is all about booty ball. Uh, that is what they call it. It's uh, very similar to what Penn State ran last year with Jalen Pickett. Uh, they back it down with their big lineup, and they got ball handlers galore because Mask uh, dropped 30 in that game against Northwestern. He's the SIU transfer. He's been phenomenal, uh, not only as a dish man, but as a scorer and a rebounder, too, and a really stout defender. Uh, Coleman Hawkins, I think, is going to be absolutely key in this game as well. Six foot 10 guy. I uh, could play basically every position on the floor. His assignment is going to be Zach Eady. He's got to stay out of foul trouble, A, and B, uh, is really going to have to speed up the tempo and try to operate uh, the offense before Zach Eady gets his feet set there in the post uh, when in transition. And not only that, too, but Hawkins could be the inside-outside, pull Zach Eady out of the paint uh, to get some backdoor cutting action with Quincy Guerrier. Uh, and some of the other key players for Illinois. So Illinois, number three in the country, effective field goal percentage defense. Uh, they are not going to go out willingly. I think you're going to play a hard-fought game. But that, uh, again, arena, if you've not been a Mackey, put on your bucket list. One of the best venues in the country, yes, the country, to watch a sporting event, period, bar none. Uh, it's going to be right. It's going to be rock. It's going to be ridiculous. Uh, but I think Illinois does cover the plus ten and a half. All right, so Brad giving us a bonus, a bonus college basketball bet. Absolutely love it. Brad, uh, people people want the, the Week 18 props. Uh, let's start sure. with the Saturday slate. Anything you've got combined here, the Ravens and the Steelers, game one in Baltimore, and then like the uh, the winning in playoff game, loser goes home. Uh, loser leaves town match, I guess I should have said as a wrestling fan, with the Texans and the Colts in <laughs> Indianapolis. Anything you're playing in either of the Saturday games in Week 18? 
Oh, naturally, I got several tickets already open about those games. I'll give my favorite bets from each. I love Deontay Johnson on the over three and a half receptions. Uh, when that opened, I thought that was way too low of a number. And it was a light juice who I grabbed at MGM when it did service at minus 105. Uh, anticipated to see some Marlon Humphrey, but for how long in this game? Marlon Humphrey's doing outstanding cover man for the Ravens. Uh, giving up just a 50% flat uh, catch rate and a 67.4 passer rate. It was assignments. Uh, but 24 dudes have grabbed at least four passes against this Baltimore secondary, despite all their accolades, and deservedly so, uh, this season. And Johnson, 6.8 targets per game, has been over on three and a half receptions in four of his last seven. Remember, he missed the first game due to injury, uh, but fully healthy and likely to see a lot of that dirty work underneath uh, from Mason Rudolph. I think he gets at least four grabs in this contest. Meanwhile, and that win and you're in and loser, uh, you know, get a flight to the Bahamas and uh, soak uh, up the sadness with various umbrella drinks uh, between the Texans and the Colts. I like uh, Michael Pittman Jr., the junior gun show. And I took it on the alt market up to the over on seven and a half receptions. I think it's going to be a snowman in the box score in terms of overall catches for him. Remember, he had that in the first matchup in week two facing Derek Stingley, who's going to see a lot of in coverage uh, second time around. In fact, he's got eight or more receptions in the game 11 times this year. He has been a volume king. He is number four in total route wins as tracked by playerprofiler.com. And on top of that, Houston, a middling guys, uh, number 19 in pass EPA defense since week 10. So Michael Pittman, uh, is going to do some work, I believe, on the field and catch at least eight passes in a game I cannot wait to see kick off, given the stakes as high as they are in the Colts and Texans. Yes, obviously, that's that's the bigger of the two games on Saturday with the playoff implications. Texans and Colts' biggest game Sunday, for sure. And and, and I know that because they flexed it to 820 because there's going to be something at stake. It's either, <clears throat> it's either the AFC East Championship or it's literally like the Bills get eliminated from the playoffs if they lose the game, which yeah. would be really ridiculous given some of the results we got on Saturday and then earlier on Sunday. So Bills, Dolphins, Brad, Sunday night football. Uh, that's the second to last time I get to say that. Uh, Bills two and a half points. So this was three earlier this week. Now the Bills just yeah. two and a half point road favorites. The total in the game is 48 and a half. Uh, any props here? Any thought on, on who wins? And, uh, and what do you like in this game? Yeah, BetMGM has got a fantastic offering, guys. And I, I grabbed it immediately uh, a couple of days ago when it posted. Josh Allen, anytime touchdown and the Bills to win the game. You put those two together, plus 145. Yeah, I got seduced by that juice when I saw it immediately. Uh, I couldn't believe this was uh, actually offered at such a, an adorable and sexy juice, uh, to be frank. Because uh, you look at Josh Allen. Uh, yes, I understand Miami is number two in rush EPA defense since week 10. But remember, he faced the number one ranked Rush EPA defense last week and New England Patriots. And not only did he score once on the ground with his legs, he did it twice. And there's going to be more of the same. He's got 15 total rushing touchdowns this season. He has scored a rushing TD in nine of his last 10 games, seen six rush attempts per game and getting 2.2 of those per game within the red zone. So anytime they get uh, within the five-yard line, Josh Allen usually calling his own number. And with his big, bulky frame, he usually piles in and splashes six. Uh, Miami has allowed five uh, touchdowns on the ground to quarterbacks this season. And I think it's going to happen again. So 
Uh, that bar none, in my opinion, is the best bet on the board that I've seen. If you just want to get some singular action, I do like Buffalo. I actually grab it at minus three, so minus two and a half, even better value. Uh, I think the Bills are uh, really playing at a high level right now. Uh, the better across the board team and all the injury concerns, especially on the defensive side of the ball, no Xavier Howard, no Bradley Chubb for the Miami Dolphins is alarming. And I think that's going to be a difference maker in this game. So I like the Bills and I'll smash a uh, table there, plastic one for Costco uh, in honor of the Bills Mafia if this indeed cashes in. Just uh, I'll say that if the Bills lose this game, I will get a real table and light it on fire and jump through it. <laughs> it'll be, it'll be, it's just like, please, please it, win. Important for it'll be really great. Yeah. It's important. Significant to, some. Uh, yes. sig- significant to some, a.k.a. me. You better you bet here with Nick and Ken on a Friday. Our guest is Brad Evans, our stadium teammate, live on the line, noon Eastern on weekdays, Fade 5 podcast. Brad on Twitter at Noisy Huevos. And Brad... A Chicago guy, and correct me if I'm wrong, Brad, yep. but I, I don't know if you're like a, a, still a Bears fan. But I mean, I think like you grew up a Bears yep. fan, right? And maybe still like yep. pull for the Bears a little bit. Curious, Brad, what you think in what could be the final game for Justin Fields in Chicago, Matt Eberflus, Luke Getze in Chicago, but a chance to uh, to send the Green Bay Packers packing from the postseason. Green Bay a win and in spot. Packers a three point home favorite against Chicago. Total is forty five. Win and in for Green Bay. Christian Watson is questionable. I, I think he's probably going to play, but we won't know until Sunday. AJ Dillon's been ruled out. So we still have like something to be figured out here with the Packers skill position players. Anything for you here with the Packers and your Bears coming up on Sunday from Lambeau? Yeah, Jaden Reed also questionable. Dontavian Wicks, uh, the same questionable. Yeah, we don't know who's going to be in uniform yet for the Green Bay Packers. Honestly, I don't think it matters. I say Bear Down, Chicago Bears. I did so in the SGP market. Uh, and I play them on all line at plus three and a half. This game is going to come down to a boot. Uh, through the uprights on either side of the ledger. Uh, you know, this is a, an arch rivalry game. Uh, the stakes are enormously high for Green Bay. And what a better spoiler role that the Bears could play. There isn't one. Uh, Justin Fields, uh, you know, wants to really grab everybody's attention. And I think grab everybody at collar, throw them against the wall and say, I am your franchise quarterback now. I am your franchise quarterback of the future as well. It's not going to be Caleb Williams or anybody else in this upcoming NFL draft. And, of course, that is a hot, heavy debate right now in the Windy City. So I like Fields to also throw a passing touchdown in this game. So you take the Bears well sooner than half. You take Fields with that aerial strike. You can get a plus 105 right now at BetMGM. I think it's excellent about it. Give a little bit of background on why I really like uh, Justin Fields, Green Bay number 24 in pass EPA defense since week 10. They've allowed at least one passing TD in seven straight games. Fields has done this in eight of his last 10. He did it week one in the first matchup against these two teams. And he look at the Bears defensively, guys. They're no longer the mice of the midway. They are indeed the monsters of the midway. Don't believe me? They are number one, numero uno, mi amigos, in EPA per play defense in the National Football League since week 10. So I think the Bears a rain on the Packers parade and may oust them, but I'll take it plus three and a half and match up with Fields on the passing touchdown and get it plus money. Yeah, it's really sad. I feel I feel like everybody likes the Bears in the game and like I have the Packers to make the playoffs from 
like 26 weeks ago and i actually need them to win this game in order to cash this bet it's gonna be like oh, no. just, it's just you get you get to this point it's just like it's so dumb that this is what it is <laughs> like you make a bet yeah. six months ago and it resides on some stupid week 18 game with like a two and a half points whatever anyway so brad likes the bears and likes justin fields uh the the other nfc north game brad i guess like i was gonna say like the stakes are less they definitely are for detroit Minnesota's sw- you know, switching their quarterback rotation a little bit more. Mullins backed up by Dobbs. Uh, the Lions, a three or three and a half point home favorite against the Vikings. These teams played just a couple weeks ago. The total, 46. Obviously, Detroit, motivation a little tough to figure out. Maybe Dan Campbell's playing everybody, and he could say that, but like, who knows what it really is. Any props here that you like, yep. though? Maybe something on Minnesota. Yeah, skull, 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 guys. Uh, Justin Jefferson's going to be dynamite. Uh, JJ is going to be utterly ridiculous in this game. I I like him. I haven't seen the marquee yet for most receiving yards. And usually that's very low minus odds uh, for certain individuals. Sometimes you get a plus money. Uh, If it is plus money, I would strike while the iron is hot on Justin Jefferson. I grabbed the individual prop on receiving yards. Went open at BetMGM 84 and a half. And it's already rocketing northward. Uh, Honestly, I may play this in the home market for him to get like 100 yards in this game at significant plus odds because the matchup is so stellar on paper. Uh, Jefferson averaging 9.5 targets per game. He's number four this season in yards per route run, number nine in yards per target. He's been over the uh, 87.5 number, uh, which is what I saw at last at, in five of eight games. He went for six for 141 in the first matchup against Etois. I've uh, seen a lot of Cameron Sutton and coverage we'll see if he is on the field the entire game may not be uh but even if he is he is a gift that keeps on giving 112.9 pass rating and 65.8 catch rate he is allowed to his assignments in detroit as a collective since week 10 the dregs of the keg they're foamy number 31 and pass epa defense so incredible matchup high volume, and having Nick Mullins at the controls instead of the disaster that we saw last week with Jaron Hall is a good thing, being a traditional pocket passer. And again, the guy that connected six times for a buck 41, week 16, to Justin Jefferson against, again, a quinky dink, Detroit. Brad, we got about 30 seconds here. Any other, your favorite prop play that we have not yet mentioned coming up for week 18 in the NFL, please. Yeah, I'm going to walk down uh, the aisle, Trey McBride, guys. Uh, and again, I've done this repeatedly. I love the over on receiving errors at 55.5 against Seattle. He only won three for 26 in the first matchup. But he has seen 44 targets combined over the last five weeks. Uh, the Seahawks, uh, number 29 since week 10 in pass EPA defense. Uh, they're giving up close to the needed number, 54.7 receiving errors per game, just at a tight end position. Uh, and if it goes south uh, for Arizona and they're playing in catch-up mode, that means more targets of uh, the way of McBride, who's made beautiful music on the field with Kyler Murray. So the dachshund of the desert's going to bark, baby, because he's connecting with McBride. Brad, we appreciate it. Amazing stuff, as always. If you enjoy Brad here, of course you do. Check out Live on the Line on Stadium, noon Eastern weekdays, Brad Sports Betting Podcast, The Fade Five. Check it out wherever it is. You find your podcast and on Twitter at Noisy Huevos. My friend, we appreciate the time. Happy New Year again. Good luck to your Illini tonight. Good luck with the bets this weekend, and we'll catch up with you soon. Bonus bet, Clemson tomorrow, minus one. I'm out. Okay, I'll, I'll bet that. The college hoops sounds great. With the, with the, with the I don't know why that was funny, but it was. I'm, I'm yeah, out. Right, yeah. All right, on the other side, uh, your bets for the weekend from YouTube and Twitch. 
Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Bring it up, Jake. Twitch.tv. I'm uh, going to uh, minimizing the chat for just a few moments while I do all the procedural stuff. Uh, head on over to twitch.tv backslash betql for the power hour, the final hour of the show featuring all our bets for tonight, NFL bets for the weekend, and the Prop King prop plays for Steelers, Ravens, Texans, Colts coming up tomorrow in the NFL. Uh, okay, but before we get to the power hour, final hour, we got to uh, we got to read your bets. From the YouTube and the Twitch chats, youtube.com backslash Odyssey Sports, twitch.tv backslash BetQL. Uh, Jake, uh, hit us with the uh, the DJ corner open, please. Help, help. I need directions to Bing Bong Bay. Yes, but the only way to get there is to stop at the DJ corner. Uh, the critically acclaimed host, uh, whatever the hell we're calling this, is our executive producer, Alex Fasano. Hello, Alex. Hello, guys. How we doing? We're good. Splendid. What's the first bed? And where's it from? Yeah, I haven't eaten solid food in 48 hours. I'm doing great. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we missed you, Ken, so we're happy you're here. And let's start in that lovely YouTube chat. Our guy at Greg Radke. Greg Radke taking the Lions and Vikings over 45 and a half. Why? Well, it's indoor Jared Goff, an awful Lions defense, and a crazy Nick Mullins. By the way, did you know that uh, that he's related to Brad? Yeah, I read Brad's son in the chat. Oh, you did? Okay. Because <laughs> yeah. Alex was reading the question. <laughs> Brad, Brad, former Twins great, Brad Radke. Um, all right, so he likes the over in the Lions-Vikings game. I guess like the only thing that kind of holds this up for me, Ken, is like how long are the Lions starters playing for? Like, if I knew for sure right, that, like, they're playing the whole game, I think I'd feel great about it. But, I mean, I kind of get the sense that they'll play a couple series and then get pulled. Uh, I, I don't have inside information. I don't think anyone really knows yet. I'll tell you what. I don't think I'd bet the under, though. Not with crazy Nick crazy Nick Mullins starting for the Vikings. You know, he of the three true outcomes of professional football, which is touchdown, interception, or fumble. <laughs> All plays that lead to scores. So, I, I wouldn't bet the under, but I think we need a little more information, right, before we bet an over here. You agree, disagree? Yeah, I mean, obviously, like, you're getting a discount on the price versus what it would be, like, full strength both teams the whole game. With the Lions home game, you'd almost never see 45 and a half or close to it in this game. It'd be a five, like, right? First number would be a five, right, if this were, like, a regular Yeah, or, like, or like 49 and a half, maybe. I mean, whatever, something in that range, for sure. Like, it'd be a lot higher than it is right now. I get, like, my problem with the pull starters thing, that it's not even a problem. Like, I agree with you. 
it's not just because people might be like, well, the Lions defense is so bad and the Vikings defense blitzes so much like they could be so much scoring. It's not just like the starters get pulled. It's like what happens when the starters get pulled? Like, it's not that they're not trying to score. Like the pace is the problem because it's just like, again, you have backups in, you're going to huddle every play. The score is irrelevant. Like communication takes a longer time. So like every play actually takes legitimately like 40 seconds most of the time. Again, like you're not running like a no huddle with third string quarterbacks. We're not like running to the line unless it's like, you know, the last minute of the game or something like that. So like that's the problem. It's like, because even if you, in some of these games, like Niners Rams, for example, like there's a chance Darnold Wentz, that's not a traditional backup, backup matchup. The problem is like, okay, but it's also not going to be as like functional. It's not going to be as crisp as as it would be normally. Like how many plays are the Rams running? How many do they want to run? The fewest as possible. Get Nakua the record by, we're on the plane. Something like that. So that's, I think that's the problem with an over in a game like this is like when the intention is to end the game quickly, that, that kind of hurts for stuff like this. Also, the funny thing is, what what do you think do you think dan campbell will be as aggressive in a game like this i guess he will because he's my mike so like let's compare and contrast with like brandon staley who got like bullied by the media for an entire yeah. offseason and then just completely like what turtled for, for the rest of his 10 years chargers head coach my sense is campbell's gotten blistered since last saturday night against yeah. dallas my, my my sense is he comes out and doubles down if anything and yeah. maybe is 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 just as aggressive Oh, too aggressive? Not aggressive enough. I guess that would be like the one thing that favors the over. Uh, I could go either like overs in half fake games are just a little weird for me. I just, I think I, you know, I, I don't mind the bet. You're definitely getting a discount on what it would be uh, if the setup was differently with who's playing. So maybe that's your entry point to make the bet. I do agree for that reason. All right, Greg, thank you very much for the uh, for the submission. Alex, what else we got? All right, let's jump to the Twitch chat at Higgles100, keeping it 100, with Jared Goff under 216 and a half yards. A little different from Greg's bet. Why is he yeah. taking Jared Goff under? He's not playing the whole game. Also, hope you're feeling better, Ken. Aw, thanks. Well, now I don't like the over and I like this bet instead, because this person's nicer to me. Um, I, like, this stuff, just like, don't the, know. again, yeah, like... I would love to be like, this is a sick angle. <laughs> I just, I don't it know. It might be. Like, I don't know. You just don't know, yeah. you know? I don't know if I have anything intelligent to offer here. Just like, I, if we had even, you don't, if you had all the information, then the market would be dead because everyone would know it. And usually there's some kind of reading of tea leaves that can happen. The lions are just a little weird because their coach is a maniac. And so I don't know what's going to happen. Um, I feel like I would have a better guess about other teams and what their plans would be. The Lions, I think, is just really tough. Uh, and oh, by the way, like, Goff's way better at home and the Vikings blitz every play. It's like, maybe it actually goes well. Maybe there's, like, a couple explosive plays. It's just tough. Also, like, you're betting, like, what is this? What it, What is Goff typically lined at, you think, in, like, a home game? Like 240, 250? Like, yeah, I was, was going to say, like, like, like yeah. 245 and a half, something like that, probably. So, again, like, well, not again, because the other one's, like, a contrarian. Like you're getting, you're betting under on an adjusted price, right? It's like to a certain extent, and Sam can, Sam's probably right about the Patriots Jets total where like, if it is really a blizzard, the total is going to be like 26 or something. So like, but you're also betting under 30 and a half kind of with everyone knowing the weather might be really bad. Like you're already, it's already in there and that's whatever's going on with the Lions is already in this to a certain extent. You have to believe that it's 
it's like they're actually going to play even less than the average expectation. And I, I can't I can't guarantee that. I just don't know. All right. Uh, you better. You met with Nick and Ken taking your submissions from the YouTube and Twitch chats. Alex, one sec. And thanks to Higgles for the submission. Let's go back to that YouTube chat at Arthur Dominguez riding Gardner Minshew's over. Artie riding Gardner Minshew's over 33 and a half pass attempts. Why? The Texans are a pass funnel. They're top 10 rushing DVOA. The Colts are playing at home in a dome. Helps with passing efficiency. Also, they're top 10 in pace of play. So I'm, I'm going to look up Gardner Minshew's game log to see like how many, because I don't really bet. Like I, this year, I haven't bet passing attempts really. Um, let's see. Oh, in the Well, the pace the last, would help let, with the 33 and a half. The efficiency yeah. to me is like, efficiency is not a great argument for attempts because like, that just means like he's going to be have likelihood of being more successful on them as opposed to how many like the raw number but that's irrelevant like the pace is a good argument and all that stuff and i think i mean obviously we bet colts overs a lot you're very aware of how many plays they run what uh what has Minshew done previously just out of curiosity uh so raiders game 23 attempts but they like, controlled the game that was like not like yeah, a normal the whole time. game yep uh 37 against the falcons chasing the game 28 against the steelers they controlled the whole game 39 against the Bengals in the game they got blown out. 42 against the Titans game that went to overtime. 41 against the Bucks in kind of like like back and forth game that they won 27 20. 28 in the uh, the the Frankfurt game against the Patriots that they it was a low scoring game the entire way. So I think it's kind of like and look I'm, this is very simplistic and I don't mean to boil it down to this, but almost like do you like the over in the game? If so, Minshew probably goes like over Houston. based on this. And, yeah. and do you like Houston in the game? Are they going to be chasing the game? I think I think you 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 nailed it actually. Like if the Colts are chasing yeah. the game, then yes. If they're not, then I think they're going to be content to like ride this out with Jonathan Taylor and the big bow Zach Mouse back from injury. Can you? I don't even know this. I don't play around with these. Can you like same game parlay like Texans money line with Minshew over pass attempts? I'm guessing they tax uh, you to death because like those two things are have to be highly correlated. Like trailing quarterback. I mean that's got to be like. Everybody knows that. But at the same time, with this team, it seems specifically true that, like, when this team's trailing, it's there's no doubt what's happening. And even in a couple of the neutral game state games you mentioned, he went over the number. This game does profile to, like, I don't think this is, put it this way, I don't think this is the Colts in control the whole time game. This strikes me as no, very I like Houston. that that's going to be the case. Yeah. I, well, like I, I at least like Houston game, to be so. competitive and and especially not to get blown out 20 nothing early or something like that, which uh, which was a couple of the games that you mentioned. Yeah, I would say like if I had to bet this prop, I would, I would also bet over. You're betting a, a pretty big number, but the type of game seems to insinuate that that's, it's more possible. RD. Shout out to RD. Arthur, thank you very much for the submission. Uh, what, what else we got? Let's stick in the YouTube chat at Rhett Chambers. Rhett Chambers, however you want to say it. Jake the Snake will love this one. Riding the Bears money well, how's line. Well, how's it spelled? Well, how's it spelled? Yeah, C-H-A-M-B-E-R-S. Why would it be... At, 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 so, so Rhett, like, we'll get to your bet like, maybe next hour. Uh, at, Alex went to my high school. My high school's, like, known, and I didn't like it, so, like, I'm not even saying this to pump it up as like the Harvard of high schools. It's like very well, people in New York know what it is. I didn't like it. I'm not saying that to gas it up. That's how people think of it. I know Alex is a smart guy. Alex, how do you get Chambers out of C-H-A-M-B-E-R-S? Just I'm being serious. A little emphasis, a little be fancy, a little Chambers, a little Rhett Chambers. But, ah. but what is it, like, like Mario Chalmers? Like based, based on, on what, what? what other yeah. name? Yeah. That was, that's A-L-M though. I, you, you know what though? You know what I was thinking? Like, I, 
Yo, Jake's a huge Harry Potter fan. We talk about it sometimes. I've often said that Goblet of Fire is my favorite Harry Potter book. I'd like to amend my choice to the Chamber of Secrets. The Chamber of Secrets. <laughs> who's your, who's your like, favorite? I was like, what other favorite... name? I was like, Golf Channel, like, Brandel Chambly. Be like, oh, Chambers? Ch Chom oh, who's, who's, yeah. who's, who's your favorite, like, NBA, white NBA center from the 80s? No, uh, Tom Chambers. <laughs> yeah, I love Tom Chambers. Favorite, favorite former Miami Dolphins wide receiver that played at Wisconsin. Uh, what was his first name? Chris Chambers. Chris, what was his name? Chris, yeah. Chris Chambers. All right, Rhett Chambers. We'll get to your play on the other side. The rest of the YouTube and Twitch submissions, and all our bets for tonight and for the weekend in the NFL.